Professor William Chung, welcome to Radio Canada International, and thank you for taking my call. Thank you very much. Now, you are one of the principal authors of a study that was published yesterday that shows that uh, uh, we are in pretty hot water when it comes to uh, warming of the oceans and its impact on the marine life. Can you tell me more about uh, the study? Indeed. Uh, these studies uh, put together the latest state-of-the-art uh, analytical tools together from around the world uh, to make uh, future projections of how uh, climate change, um, particularly uh, ocean warming and other related changes, will affect our marine life globally. Uh, what we find is that uh, with um, the uh, expect climate change under the basis of social scenario, uh, we are looking into a uh, 70% or more decrease in uh, the ocean uh, animal biomass by the end of this century. Why is that? Why such a drastic? It's almost uh, one-fifth of the ocean's biomass. Yeah, indeed. Uh, and the reason for this is that uh, with um, the um, high climate change scenario, we are seeing a, a big change in the ocean. And that includes uh, ocean warming. Um, on average, uh, we are seeing 3 to 4 degrees Celsius increase in surface temperature uh, of the ocean. And then there are a lot of the other changes uh, in the marine environment, such as uh, a, um, a changes in the available um, food and energy uh, for uh, organisms uh, and animals uh, on, the, uh, on the oceans. Mm. And all of this will affect uh, the uh, marine food web. And uh, with our uh, modeling tools that uh, uh, simulate uh, the, the, how the ecosystem and marine organisms uh, would respond to these changes in temperature and changes in food supply, uh, it shows that um, the abundance on average uh, will be uh, decreasing. But then there will also be some regional differences as well. Uh, what does what are some of the ramifications of these uh, changes? Uh, what would this mean? in uh, practical terms for for uh, the oceans and for the humanity? Mm. Uh, the oceans are really important for human society. Uh, we are connected to the oceans with uh, all aspects of our life. And I mean, particularly for marine organisms, uh, it is uh, supporting uh, for example, the, uh, our enjoyment of seafood, um, as well as a lot of other more uh, cultural or uh, uh, traditional dimensions of things, such as uh, uh, recreation uh, that um, relates to marine organisms uh, or some of the traditional culture. For example, um, the uh, coastal First Nation here has uh, a traditional culture that are inherently linked to marine life. Um, so it means that uh, with the decrease um, in the abundance of marine life uh, in the oceans, uh, it really affects all these dimensions of people, including those uh, that are living far away from the oceans. Uh, hmm. In in the world's oceans, uh, what where where do you expect uh, the biggest impacts of this uh, warming to be on the marine life? 
what we find is that um, across the uh, tropical ocean, so those that are closer to the equator, um, we see a, a widespread and a large uh, decrease, particularly large decrease in uh, uh, animal biomass. And that's because in those areas, uh, we are seeing a particular decrease in the availability of uh, food for marine organisms, and, and, uh, and some of the organisms are also uh, particularly sensitive to uh, to to uh, to temperature as well, um, and um, so um, it means that um, countries or people who uh, reside in these uh, low latitude area may be particularly susceptible to um, these uh, overall decrease in abundance and biomass um, in the oceans and the climate change. When we're talking about the biomass, can you kind of open the brackets? Uh, what what is it? Uh, what are some of the the species um, that uh, you know we're looking at losing or uh, seeing um, kind of severely impacted by this. So um, the biomass is uh, is a, a composed of a lot of different types of organisms uh, in the oceans, uh, and uh, some of them will be particularly sensitive and impacted by climate change, while others may be less affected and may even be benefit with, benefit from the uh, warming oceans. But on overall, we find these uh, that the total abundance will decrease, and um, it's. Uh, for example, um, some of the changes and impacts on specific species are already happening that we are already seeing. For example, in the in the uh, in the um, coast of um, the U.S. in the East Coast, uh, Atlantic cod are doing really badly when uh, with the warming oceans. Uh, we also know that uh, Pacific salmon here in the British Columbian coast, uh, for example, the fish uh, uh, sockeye salmon. Um, they, uh, some of the decrease in the abundance of their uh, stock are also related to the uh, warm, uh, warming waters uh, in the oceans and river. So um, some of these organisms are, are just are particularly sensitive and will be most uh, impacted uh, uh, with, uh, with, 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 the, uh, with climate change. What is it uh, in your research? So what are some of the things that you'll be looking for in the future uh, as, as you continue your research? Yeah, so one thing that we uh, find is that uh, climate change may interact also with uh, other um, human activities. Uh, we know that uh, fishing, and particularly if we have overfishing, that would have a big impact on uh, marine life and marine ecosystems. Um, that uh, are already happening in the last uh, in the past, and uh, our result um, suggests that there may be uh, interactions between climate and fishing, meaning that uh, overfishing may exacerbate uh, uh, climate change uh, impacts on marine life. Uh, and I think that's something that uh, we would uh, continue uh, our studies and expand on that, and particularly looking at. Uh, how different ways of uh, managing and uh, exp uh, 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 the fishing uh, industry and the way we fish may affect um, um, the um, marine organism and and uh, and projected changes in their abundance. Uh, Professor Chen, uh, so what can we do to address this problem? Yeah, one thing that uh, our study highlights is that uh, if we can uh, commit to a low carbon emission pathway. Um, then we can substantially reduce the impacts that we are projecting uh, for marine life uh, in this century. For example, uh, if 
with our study, we project a um, three to four times decrease in um, in in the impacts um, on wind life uh, if we are able to uh, go with a low carbon emission pathway. That is close to what um, the global international communities and countries commit to under the Paris Agreement, uh, which uh, try to limit uh, global warming to below 1.5 degrees Celsius uh, uh, relative to pre-industrial level. So it means that if we can take action now and uh, reduce uh, carbon emission eff effectively, I think that would be the most effective way of uh, reducing uh, the impacts that we are projecting in the near future. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome.